Welcome to St. John's Sermons, a podcast from St. John's Lutheran Church, North Prairie, Wisconsin, a congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. We offer this podcast with the loving encouragement to use it as a supplement to your own regular reception of the Lord's gifts of forgiveness and life in word and sacrament on the Lord's day. The Lord bless your hearing of these sermons. God the Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen. Text is the Holy Gospel, their friends in Christ. Here's the word. I think in the end of the day, this analogy is all about growth. Jesus is divine. His Father is the vine dresser, and you are the branches. And the whole intention of this text is growth. But what sort of growth? And indeed, if we don't see it, why not? You've heard me say before that grammar is kind of an important part of interpreting the Bible. That that I mentioned with the children before, that y'all is pretty important. In fact, a lot of times when you see Jesus talking to his disciples and seeing uh, him use the word you. So many of you say to me sometimes in private, I can't interpret the Bible like you can, Pastor. Well, actually you can there are certain little principles you should just always know because in those principles, there's a lot of deep stuff. When you see Jesus talking to his disciples and he says the word you, nine times out of ten, it's y'all. And getting that you plural right clarifies a lot of the text. And Jesus says, this is my blood for y'all. And now he says, I am the vine, y'all are the branches. Apart from me, y'all can do nothing. Got to get those y'alls right and understand that. Because I think the temptation with this particular text is to see it as a very individualized text. This is about Jesus and me. And it's sort of, it does have an application to you directly. You are a branch in the vine called Jesus. But again, Jesus is pretty careful in our text to say y'all, very visible in the original language. He's speaking to a group of people. He's speaking to his church. His church is made up of individuals who all share some things in common. We share Christ's body and blood. We share the water of our baptism. We share the word that we hear preached every Sunday. We share all these things in common. We share the grace of God, the forgiveness of sins, and a life that wells up to eternal life, a new life in this life. We share all sorts of new things. So why does it always feel like It's growing. Why is the church in America shrinking? Even with the distraction of churches that are getting thousands of people every Sunday, it's not changing the overall statistics any. Why? The vine is intended to grow. 
Jesus is intended to grow wherever he is planted. And he's been planted around the world. Why does he grow in places where you would think the soil is awful to grow? Why does he grow in Latin America? In our Lutheran Church, Missouri Seminary, our international missions right now are strongest in Southeast Asia and in Latin America. And in Latin America, especially in our, you know, our district's partner with the Dominican Republic, I've talked about that before, it's growing like a weed. <coughs> it's growing rapidly. Why is that? Well, in using the analogy of a vine, Jesus is using an analogy that's very closely tied to the very language and the very teaching of the Bible regarding our own baptisms. In the first text today, Acts chapter 8, a eunuch from Ethiopia is brought into the Christian faith through baptism. Philip takes him down in some water after explaining what the gospel is and clearly talking about baptism because the eunuch sees the water and says, why can't I be baptized? And when they went down into the water, do you know what happened? The first thing that happened was a death took place. The sinner in the Ethiopian eunuch died. And Jesus talks about he is the vine, his father is the vine dresser, and he talks about his father pruning. He throws out the dead branches. And he prunes the, the healthier ones so they can continue to bear fruit. He's talking baptismal language. He's talking about the dying and rising that goes along with being part of the vine. It goes along with being part of Jesus. Jesus wasn't born and then died. He, well, he did. But the main thing of his salvation is that he died. And then he rose again. You and I talk about living and dying. Jesus flips it all on his head. Our life in Christ, our salvation is predicated not on living and dying, it's, pro, it's predicated on dying and rising again. And where the old branches get cut off, that's judgment. And it happens because those branches somehow become disconnected from the nutrition that comes from the vine. There's a lot of dying in this text. Dying branches. If I come back to the questions I was asking before, is it because we as a nation have started to become disconnected from the vine? I think the answer is yes, we have. That can all be restored. That's the good news, and I'm not going to get ahead of myself, because you see... There are two applications of this whole you all are the branches thing. There is the individual and there is the corporate. Let's go to the individual. This happens with you and I every time we sin. Every time we sin, we sort of cut ourselves off from the nutrition that comes from the vine. We sort of say, you know what, Jesus, I know I'm a Christian. I know you want me to do X, but I'm going to do Y. And with every sin we commit, a little death takes place. Of course, we keep going that direction, and that's the thing. Sin gets to be very controlling. Once we do it once, well, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. And that branch slowly withers, and it dies. And sooner or later, the Father's going to come and take it off the line. Cut it off the line. See, the same phenomenon happens in churches, too. In congregations, in the church as a whole. The church is only the church if she is grafted into the vine. The church is a, a proud 
of the vine that is Jesus Christ, as long as her trust is in him, as long as she's grafted into him. Jesus is kind of blunt. He, he not only throws a y'all in there, but he throws a double negative in there in, in uh, uh, verse 5. He says, you know, you need to remain in me and I need to remain in you because, from, because without me, y'all can't do nothing. Is the literal translation. Of course, double negatives are for emphasis. He wants you to hear this. You and I are capable of nothing apart from Jesus, apart from the vine. Being grafted back into the vine means being grafted into the source of life. This isn't really a doing text. It's a being text. Who are you? To whom do you belong? Do you belong to the world? Do you belong to the devil? Do you belong? To the vine, Jesus Christ. Because in the vine is the life. Every day, as a result of our baptism, we can take this sin that wants to wither our branch and threatens to cut us off from God entirely. We can essentially put that sin to death. Being attached to the vine means a daily life for Christians of dying to sin but also rising to new life. And it's no different for the individual Christian as it is for the church as a whole and for its individual congregations. A couple of years ago, my um, seminary classmate, good friend and also head of the Board of National Mission for Lutheran Church of Missouri Synod, Bart Day, gave a speech on congregational rejuvenation. He said, what do congregations have to do in order to rejuvenate? And he went totally baptismal. He said, that that has to die, has to die. That that rises again is that around which the church rejuvenates. Congregations do it. We see success stories every year. Having seen a lot of death, churches build around the life that's only there in Christ. See, when those branches start to wither and die, it's all a matter of trust. It's all a matter of, we're not sure about this Jesus. You know how you can tell? Because we're not sure about our pastor. We're not sure about each other. We're not sure about our finances. The almighty dollar is becoming more important than the almighty God. We're trying to survive. And as one church is going to find out on May 31st, in in my region of this district, in a suburban area, you don't survive thinking that way. They're closing their doors. And they're in a place where we should be building churches. We're in a place where we should be building churches too. And there is hope. Because you're in the vine. Because It may feel like you don't have much, but when you have Christ, you have everything. You have the nutrition. You have the gospel. You have the good news. You have the grace of God. You have a new day today, and you'll have a new day tomorrow, and you'll have a new day every day. There is hope with all of this. This vine analogy is a beautiful analogy because while dead branches may have to die and be gone, new branches come forward. They come forward in your life every day when you are able to take the sins of yesterday and say, guess what? They're forgiven. 
there yesterday. Maybe I learned a lesson from them, but I will not be owned by the guilt of it. I will not be owned by the bad things that happen as a result of it. I have a new life today. I'm free. That's freedom. The United States Constitution knows nothing of this freedom. That's a nice freedom we have in the U.S. Constitution. Not as good as the one that's in the Bible. The one that's in the Bible says, I have a new life today. Everything I did yesterday, every way I yutzed it up, gone, disappeared. Life today for you, for me, for our local congregations, for the whole Christian church in America, for the whole Christian church in the world, welling up to a life that will never end for each and every one of us. That comes only from the vine. That comes only from Jesus Christ. All those symptoms you just heard me rattle off are epidemic in our church today. But there's a quick... I'm talking about the whole Christian church. If you want to apply it to St. John's, it's true pretty much everywhere. That's fine. I'm not necessarily talking about that. What I am saying is this. Where trust in Christ is happening, trust in all the other levels is happening too. My dear friends, we have the greatest product on the face of the earth. We have the one message that no other world religion has. We have a gospel that people need to hear. We have a forgiveness that sets yesterday's sins right. And we have a freedom that trumps any freedom humans can invent. We have a vine, crucified and risen again, who cannot be broken. He rises imperishable. And on the last day, living in this vine, having this hope, having this joy, having this forgiveness, having this freedom, having this purpose, you too will rise again imperishable. Glorified. I love it when older members of the congregation ask me, what am I going to look like on that day? I don't know except one thing. I think you're going to look awesome. But you have these gifts now. Which means that you can look pretty awesome today. We just leave yesterday behind. We leave, maybe maybe for some of us it's more than yesterday. Maybe we leave the last 10 years behind. Maybe we leave the last 20 years behind. You can do that. Our God is a God of second chances. He strengthens his branches. When they die, they went there themselves. But he remains in you. He instructs us to remain in him and to remember that if we think we can do it without him, apart from him, y'all can't do nothing. The challenge is to hear in those words good news. It sounds kind of like bad news. 
That's the good news. God doesn't lay it on you to save the world. He laid it out on one only son, whom he pruned, and whom he cut up, and who now is the vine that cannot be broken. You're in that vine. You receive the fruit of that vine in a few minutes. And when you go back out in that world, that world might look like it can break you. But the, maybe the flip side of the apart from me, y'all can't do nothing, is the in Christ, you can do all things. And the world can't break you. I've been dying to preach this text for two weeks because I had two weeks to think about it. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal text that underscores a phenomenal, phenomenal truth for you, for me, for this church, for the whole church on earth until the day comes when we get to be the perfected branch and the perfected line of the new heavens and the new earth. I wish that day would come soon, but if it's not going to come soon, then let us be what Christ calls us to be in this text. The ones who, apart from him, can't do nothing, but in him can do everything. I believe it. How about you? Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. This podcast is a service of St. John's Lutheran Church in North Prairie, Wisconsin. For more information, including locations, service times, and links to other Lutheran agencies, please visit our website at www.stjohnsnp.org. That's www.stjohnsnp.org. Theme music performed by Mr. Philip Magnus.